Hi, and welcome to another episode of Art Will Power Life. My name is Anna. My name is Simon. Hello. And Hi. today we are going to talk about games. Specifically, quite short and free games that are available on Steam. Yeah. We played four. And they were very <laughs> story-driven, these games. So there was not a lot of gameplay involved, I'd say. But we'll get to that. Okay, so the games. Let me let me just say the names real quick. It was Tukoni, that's a point-and-click puzzle adventure based on a book series from Ukraine. Then Marie's Room, which is a short story exploration game in the style of Life is Strange, if you've ever heard of that. <laughs> then the game What Never Was, which is a short, story-driven, first-person puzzle-solving game. And there's a second part in the making, and we like uh, that one the most, I think, so yeah. we're definitely going to play that. And Session 7, which is very, very close to my heart. It's a point-and-click graphic adventure game meant for fans of the old-school 2D adventure game classics. So, Amazing. what did you think, Simon? So, Tukoni, I really liked the art style of that game. Uh, like you said, it is based on an Ukrainian, I uh, think, children's book series. Definitely a book series, yeah. Let me explain real quick what the game is about, actually. Mm -hmm. So, you wake up, you are Tukoni, the name of the game, and you are a forest spirit, if, I, if I'm reading that correctly. Mm -hmm. And um, you wake up and then first thing you have to do is make yourself a cup of tea and Tukoni communicates that by just a black and white speech bubble above his head that shows a couple of drawings that explain what you're going to do and then once you have that thermos full of tea you you know walk <laughs> and <laughs> do some other stuff and that's basically the whole game you meet a couple of people that tell you stuff by thought bubbles and you do that stuff. Sh stuff. You do that stop. stuff <laughs> for them. And yeah, in that way, you finish the game pretty quickly. Sadly, it was very, very cute. It was and very it's, cute. it's very autumnal. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, With yeah. the colors and also the weather and the mushrooms. Like if you're stressed or you just kind of want to calm down, um, just play this game. It's going to yeah. make you feel good. All the happy feelings in your tum-tum. Except for maybe that one part where I got stuck. But yeah, that's if nice. you're playing that just for calming down, you could maybe look up that one part. Well, I looked <laughs> at the um, Steam reviews and uh, most of the people said it's it has the difficulty of a children's game. So maybe we just kind of suck. But I played that twice, and twice I failed at that particular thing. Maybe you suck double hard. 
I really loved how it looked. It was really like a playable children's book, like something you would mm -hmm. read to your little brother or little sister before they went to bed. Yeah. And we talked about how we would replicate that art style, right? Uh, while we were playing it. And which conclusion did we come to? It was like acrylics. With... You said acrylics and I said something like, I think it's, it's like pencils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a mixture of acrylics and pencil because you can Something see some like obvious lines from the pencils. Like obviously it probably was made using the computer, like it's digital art. But like if you would try to replicate it, you'd probably use like pencil. Yeah, um, on paper. Maybe some acrylic and, pencils. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like yeah, uh, or watercolor pencils, something like that. But I actually mm -hmm. did Google real quick what... Um, what watercolor pencil would look like and it didn't look anything like that so <laughs> okay. actually i just think it was a very interesting brush that they used in digital art yeah that could be but could i'm be. i'm actually very interested what like style that's replicating but sadly i could not find anything about that mm -hmm. maybe maybe if i do proper research but i think that My lack of knowledge in U Ukrainian is probably <laughs> kind of a, you know, a setback in my yeah. finding that out. Should have prepared better. Should have learned Ukrainian for this. Yeah, I should have. I know. I yeah. apologize. It's fine. I forgive you. Thanks. Um, I really liked the main character, the titular Tukoni. He was like <laughs> the cutest little guy. I, I don't love I love him. He he has like a little like a little thermos can. Yeah, thermos. Yes. Yeah, a little thermos where he kept his tea and. He and could that just... was spoilers for like half of the game already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really short game. Yeah. So it's just also quite relaxing, but you know, it's just like a little stroll through through a forest. It's very cute. It's very nice. Yeah. But uh, also, it's the least story-driven game in all, in all the four games that we played because there wasn't even, like, dialogue. Dialogue was represented through, like, speech bubble that showed you different pictures to convey what the uh, animals were saying. And that was also kind of, you know, it was nice. It just was very short and I'm not the biggest fan of point-and-click adventures. Like, I don't have anything against them, but... It wasn't that exciting, but I don't think it was meant to be exciting. Like it was a relaxing little experience and yeah, I'd recommend playing it. Yeah, me too. Okay, the next game that we played was Marie's Room. Uh, can you tell me a bit about that? Sure, I can. Thank you for asking. No problem. Um, like I said, Marie's Room is a short story exploration game in the style of Life is Strange. There's not really any people there, but they portray that in a different way. Um, you are Kelsey and you remember your best friend's room from 20 years ago. And you get there, you go inside, everything's present time, everything's, you know, 20 years ago. She moved out and now you're coming back to fetch her journal actually and then once you see the journal you start remembering you start remembering you think back to how it looked 20 years ago on a fateful day and yeah the way to play the game is you look around you 
click on stuff and she tells you about it. And by that you collect diary, journal, entries. Yeah, but this is not a um, point-click adventure. It plays like a um, like a first-person type of game, like a first-person mystery game. Yeah, it's an exploration yeah. game. It's almost like a walking simulator, but yeah. you're walking around <laughs> one room only, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's what I like about walking simulators. You walk around triggering some stuff, and by that you manage to get together a story. Mm. And yeah, it's almost like reading, you know? Yeah. Like more I... fun than reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really felt that this was like a playable short story. Definitely. And, uh, that's also the way it was written, like um, looking at the different things in the room the main character has. You know, you hear her internal monologue and she talks exactly like someone would in a novel. Like she has this very characteristic, um, like she talks very eloquently. Yeah. And I really liked that. Like that was one of my favorite parts, just the way she talked and expressed herself. I found it a tiny bit unrealistic because everything the best friends talked to each other, you know, uh, Kelsey, the the main character that we play, told us about some conversations, some, some quotes that her best friend told her at some point, and it all mm -hmm. sounded very not like something a teenager would ever say. Well, hmm. Okay, okay, I can, I can understand that you maybe think that a teenager wouldn't say that, but... I did um, as a teenager, but I know that no one is as weird as me in that no, sense. Well, the, the friend, <laughs> uh, what was the friend's name again? Like, not the main character, but... Marie. Yeah, Marie. Um, she Marie's was kind room. of... <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> the main character, uh, Marie, I thought she was kind of a weirdo. Like, if you read her journal entries... Um, which you had to do to, you know, um, continue the game. That's the way she wrote. The way she wrote was probably also the way she talked. And so I think she's characterized as having like a very, you know, she's very good with the words, uh, unlike us. So um, with she the probably words also trademark. Yes, good at words <laughs> trademark. <laughs> so she probably also talks like that. I, I think that was, I thought it was believable. I wish I could talk like I write. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, but you also have to remember um, that we were hearing uh, the thoughts of... Uh, Kelsey. What was her name? Of Kelsey, like 20 years into uh, in the future. And she probably remembers these things as a bit more... You know, with time, right. your memories kind of change. And maybe it sounds... It just sounds better in her head and what Marie actually said was not as profound and she put like a yeah. little bit of her meaning, like of the meaning she interpreted into it. Who knows, maybe by now uh, or by then when the game played, Kelsey was actually a writer and wrote all this down and was thinking yeah. back and we were just inside the, the process of a novel. In that, that case, I accept it. I love it. <laughs> I um, I also thought the um, friendship between the two girls was very interesting because you kind of, well, Marie was kind of trying to get there. She wanted to be friends with Kelsey, but Kelsey kind of was really cold, which given the backstory you were told in the progress of the game, you get to understand why she's so cold. Um, yeah. But, you know, we were both thinking like, what kind of relationships do these women have? Do, are they... 
sisters are they friends are they best friends do they not like each other yeah I that's think that that's was an built issue. up really nice that's an issue with the game because you walk around that room and you trigger things you 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 click on things that just lay around and it's not linear at all mm -hmm. you can walk straight ahead and click on something and she's like ah yes that yes about that thing and we're like what Wait, what are you talking about that's <laughs> we have never heard of that before yeah but that's I think a that's bit a... difficult but it's nice if you can remember it and store it somewhere and but you know I and then walk. i think oh, sorry oh. i'm interrupting you um, all good Yeah, no, but I thought that was kind of nice. Like she um, referenced uh, things that for her, obviously she knew she knew what she meant. But for us, it was like, yeah, like as you said, it was told in a non-linear way. Yes. And I don't know. I think that's like a good way. Like if you are writing a short story, I think that's a good way to like make the reader or in this case the player interested in what's going to happen because obviously it's, it had a lot of impact on the main character mm -hmm. so they don't even want to speak about what really happened in detail it makes you think about hmm what is that i want to read more or i want to play more so it were i think it worked in the game's favor yeah usually i like that a lot i don't know why i didn't enjoyed as much in that particular game don't get me wrong i enjoyed the game very very much it was a perfect story it was incredible but for some reason the fact that you weren't able to do it all linear and you know that yeah that kind of confused maybe you don't like out it. of my brain <laughs> maybe you just don't like it in video games Maybe that's definitely possible because in video games I was playing them actually and we were like Simon was watching me playing them. Yeah. And I think the fact that I need to kind of focus and have lots of things on my mind while playing because I try to remember every fact. Simon actually forgot a couple of facts and yeah. I had them all stored in my brain. Yeah. And I even knew where they came from, where they had come from. So... Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a bit stressful, all that information, I think. And it was also late. Maybe that's why. It was late. It was Just late, don't take yeah. me too seriously. I, I <laughs> like the game, definitely. It's a, it's a fat re recommendation, just like Chikoni before that. Yeah, in the beginning half, I wasn't the biggest fan of the game, I have to be honest. But um, like as the story progressed, I found myself getting more invested into what really happened that day that um, the main character is remembering. And at the end, like, there's, like, a big exposition dump at the end where you find out what really happened. And it was very emotional for me. Like, I almost started, like, crying. I felt, like, I really liked the story in the end. So that is definitely the best part of the game. Yeah, I agree. It was well worth it. The only thing is we did miss one clue. Yeah. Maybe yeah, two. Yeah, you told me. Maybe yeah. two. Um, but that's fine, I guess. I'll just have to play it again. Yeah. And uh, dear listeners, you can find it out by playing it yourself. It's free, as are all the games that we played. Yes. That's what I like so much about this. You only need a Steam account and then you can download them. No money involved. Only an email address and... Uh, 
you know, the sale of your personal data to a company that is called Steam. <laughs> if you're into that, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Pros and cons, pros and cons, <laughs> everywhere. No, but Steam is a big gaming platform, and I... I think most people have, an Ste have a Steam account. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. You're yeah. gonna be okay. Also, um, we're not promoting Steam here or anything. You you do you, boo. So the next game we played um, was What Never Was. <laughs> and yeah, you had also played that one before, right? I have, yes. What Never Was. A short, story-driven, first-person, puzzle-solving game. And uh, This yes. one was my favorite. I like this one yes. the most. Yes. Yeah. It was great. Um, maybe if you've heard of The Room and The Room not 1 the and movie, The Room 2 not the and movie. The Room for yeah. <laughs> the, the games. Yes, the games. It's kind of, kind of similar. Kind of. A, a tiny bit <laughs> but it's it's way brighter it's way happier in a yeah. sense yeah you it's... just you wake up in an attic room i assume you where you don't are... wake up you're just kind of there yeah but you as a player wake up there okay. you open well, your eyes I mean... look at your hand and you know you are there and mm -hmm. it's in an attic room and you are a granddaughter and as this granddaughter, you walk around the attic and try to find stuff from your grandpa's past. And yeah. you manage to. And um, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say that we did miss a big part of the game by not playing the tape recorder that was lying there. So please don't skip that by accident like <laughs> I did. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, it's it's very it's a very nice game. It's which which engine was it? Unreal Engine. Like Unreal probably engine. Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it looked like. It was like the the lighting was beautiful, mm -hmm. the yeah. the shading was beautiful. It was yeah, everything was dark brown, the whole attic. It was very very um what would you call that in teenage terms? Uh, groovy. <laughs> no, not groovy. If groovy. you are a teenager in the eighteen uh, in the nineteen eighties, uh, yes, in the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> you would call it. Um, Neat. Um, this is so not like the plague. <laughs> Unplaguing. No. Unplaguing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, groovy. Yeah, but I actually meant dark academia. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, see, that's that what the youth seems... would say. What I also really liked was, the, you know, I really liked the protagonist this time as well. She was very funny. I just uh, kind of chuckled every time she, uh, she said something. Mm -hmm. She was, like, sarcastic. And I think um, we both, I think we both were big fans of how she um, talked. It was kind of our humor. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The dry kind yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what I also really liked was the attention to detail in this game. Like, um, 
What I noticed was in the attic, there was like an old video game console, which was clearly yeah. inspired by the Nintendo 64. But it was called the A-Station, you know, it's the um, Please Don't Sue Me gaming console. <laughs> and <laughs> and next to the video game console, you saw a bunch of like packages of different kinds of video games. And there were all parodies of existing Nintendo 64 games which I really liked like there was a parody of uh, Banjo-Kazooie called ah I should have made a screenshot um, wait I, 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 wanna... I remember that uh, Zelda Zelda? Zelda. Yeah, yeah, was, that, yeah, was called Merida, Meridia or something? Mer Meridia, Meridia, I think Meridia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was in like the golden font of the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, the, the font was, was oddly similar to the, to the real titles, but just enough so that you could notice them. Yeah, it was like a really small detail, like you... It's not relevant to the story. You don't have to look at the video game console. You don't have to uh, look at the video game covers. Like nothing happens yeah. when you click on them. It's just not there. relevant they're at all. They're not relevant at all, but they still did it, and I thought that yes. was really cool. Yes. Like that, as a gamer, that was really that really won me over. It's the tiny things. You yeah. See? And that's what I love about these games. Also about point and click adventure games. You you can usually find some sort of secret somewhere. Mm -hmm. And especially mm -hmm. in those pretty games. I mean, point-and-click adventure games, puzzle adventure games also, it's it's just not as aesthetically pleasing to a broad audience. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that's the difference. You kind of have to like point-and-click 2D adventure games. And these ones, I think, definitely appeal to, to a wider audience. Another thing that I really liked was that even when the character was saying like the same line, sometimes they would sprinkle in different takes of that exact same line uh, reading. Like she would say, ow, and then she would say, ow, and then you, she would say, ow, like something like that. They, like, I don't know why they did that, but I, I don't know why I liked it. I just, uh, I just liked it. It made it less, you know boring just the little things because sometimes in these kinds of games if you click on the same thing you always hear the same voice clip and i don't know i don't really like that so you know True. that's another so, thing that i liked about this game so if you're currently designing a game and you have a little time left in that one hour that you paid your voice actor just ask them to do a couple of different takes of yeah oh look it's a giraffe oh look it's another giraffe. Oh, a giraffe over there. Do you see that? You know? <laughs> you would be a great game voice actor. No, I would I play wouldn't. any game. <laughs> you would be. I would play any game that you voice acted in. Definitely not. <laughs> I would love to do that, but I'm not qualified in any way. And I don't think I can be here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was my favorite game of the bunch that we played. Yes, and the second part. It's yeah, there's a second to... part coming, and we will talk about that. We will. Yes. But I'm on the page right now. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. I'm on the page of what never was. Chapter 2, available coming soon. That is Which not... is very sad, because yes. soon could be whenever. But I will wait. It's on my wish list. I hope it's going to be longer, because this game was like, well, I don't know, it's chapter two. Long? So that means. It you think could it's be gonna the be the same? 
gonna be the same length. We okay. probably could have got like five more minutes out of that if we had listened to the. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm so ashamed. And Wait, was this made by just one person? I'm just whole um, green games because I also always think it's really interesting if a game was made by one person. Let me check um, that. I think so. Ake Halgreen. Halgren. Ake Halgren, I think, is his name. Yes. Yeah. Writer, narrative, designer, and level designer is his, you know, his thing. Yeah, I think it was made by one game. I really think that's... By one game? Interesting. Uh, it was made by one developer, which I really like. Yes. And right now he's a senior quest designer at Ubisoft. Oh, which nice. Which is cool. Just cool. Congratulations. Yes, absolutely. Oh, what never was is a first-person adventure that feels like a cross between Gone Home and Mist. I still need to play Mist. That's I think a bit yeah, longer same. and and costs money, but I would really like to talk <laughs> about that as well. Yeah, Maybe yeah. we can do longer games that actually cost money, but Damn. do one per episode. Maybe like or one game or maybe like, two. Yeah, or maybe like. Uh, some sometime in the future, we just have like a let's play of a full series, like of Mist, for example, because I think that's long. How long is Mist? There even is like a remake of Mist, by the way. It uh, recently came out. We can play that. But let me play Mist first. Main story six hours and thirty minutes. Okay. Oh, that's, that's nice. Okay, yeah. we could we could definitely stream that and then upload. Yeah, it on we could YouTube. stream that exactly. Okay. If people are interested. If people are interested. But even if not, I'm going to do it anyway. I love it. Please write us numerous emails. I'll stream it anyway. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just depends if if Simon is there or not, you know. Yeah. So please, one one comment, please please say, yes, I would like you two to play that. So then (laughs) Simon is is motivated. (laughs) I will waste my time anyway. Yeah, that's true. With or without you. But I would like you there with me if you shut up during the video. I will. I will. I will try. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I don't think there's that much dialogue in Myst. Like, I I haven't played it, but I've probably seen some gameplay clips and I don't remember any. But maybe there is. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's not a spoiler. That's like a... That's not a spoiler, I think. But anyway. Okay. So, (laughs) the last game. Yes. Trigger warning for session seven. Um, there's mental health issues and also blood and yeah and isolation violence. and yeah. violence and um, is it like thrillery or is it horror? It's not horror. It's there's well, loud noises descri- at some points, but nothing jump scary or anything. Well, it was described as horror, I think, in this, on the Steam page, but I would it classify it as thrillery. Like, I think I saw that it said horror on the Steam page. No. Maybe it was also just a review. Um, that oh, yes, a- it does say horror. Right at yeah, the yeah, bottom okay, it says so. horror. So I think, I guess it's a tiny bit horror, yeah. It's, it, it, got, it got a bit frighty. I was very passionate about that game when it first came out. I even showed it to my dad because he Damn. also used to love the, the old uh, Ron Gilbert point-and-click adventure games like Monkey Island. And, and then um, when Thimbleweed Park came out, he showed it to me immediately. I... Sh- <laughs> I already knew about it, of course. And I played it, I think, before he ever started playing it. But 
oh, incredible, incredible games. And as is Session 7, which is by Session 7 Team and is a point-and-click graphic adventure game meant for fans of the old-school 2D adventure game classics. And I just read that just like I did at the beginning of the episode, but I cannot stress this enough. If you love the old 2D adventure game classics, give this a go. It's awful in terms of finding stuff and in terms yeah. of combining stuff. It's mm-hmm. simply dreadful, uh-huh. just like the old games. <laughs> You're going to enjoy pl- the shit out of this. <laughs> so that's a plus? I, I, is that a plus for you guys? Oh, it is. Point-and-click adventure weirdos. We could, we could play... <laughs> like um 10 minutes of um of monkey island if you yeah. like and yeah. you will you will absolutely lose your mind <laughs> because it's not funny at all <laughs> but it's lovely and i did beat the sword master at some point so got that going for me at least whatever um, that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh so session seven yeah um Basically, it's a point-and-click adventure. It's pixel graphic. You wake up. You actually wake up this time (laughs) uh, in a room. It's a basement, you find out, and your hand is bleeding. Which sucks. It it sucks a lot. And the first thing you need to do, of course, is bandage your hand. And then, ooh, suddenly you are in a psychiatrist's office. And talking about some stuff. And Simon, when you got thrown into that game, did you have no clue whatsoever what was going on at first? Yeah, I really was a bit lost because um, there, I mean, it's a basement. It's I, You don't know if it's your basement that you're in or if it's someone else's basement. It's really mysterious yeah. like you really have no idea what's going on why is your hand bleeding why am i here why don't i remember anything but and the fun thing is the main character doesn't either yeah exactly exactly so um it kind of puts you in the position of the main character exactly and it's way more immersive if you as a main character know that the character you're you're embodying right now doesn't have any clue either yeah, that being said, the first half of the game I felt was really boring because, <laughs> I, well, I didn't grow up with those point and click adventures. I have no connection to them. So yeah. for me, it was just like randomly clicking uh, the scenery and clicking in the items in the inventory and seeing if something happened if you combined the picnic cloth with the um, uh, drill bits. <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't that exciting for me. The only thing really that kept me interested in watching you play was the story. And that interest also was only sparked after like 40 minutes of playing the game, which is like half of a playtime. This game is also very short. The first time I was pretty quick and I finished it in about 70 minutes, 80 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. Could that be it? I don't know. Could have been 110. 
Oh, uh, sorry, I, I thought you said 17. Sorry. No, 17. 17. <laughs> okay. It, it was uh, because um, we were stuck at one point for 17 minutes. So if you had played the whole game in 17 minutes, I would have been really impressed. Yeah, no, definitely not. But okay. my first playthrough was definitely quicker than this one. Yeah. I got really stuck this time. And yeah. we I were have also no talking idea how I did that. And streaming. That's, true, you know, true, we were talking and streaming at the same like time. Like a lot of. There's like a lot of mental energy going away in that direction and you probably, you know, you didn't have the mental capacity to also make these weird connections that are required from you in these kinds of games. Yeah, and it's also a tiny bit stressful because if I stream alone, I don't have any viewers. Yeah. That that still puts some stress on my brain to keep it at least a tiny bit interesting because sometimes I just fall into silence and try to work out what's happening and what I could do next. That's mm -hmm. just what you sometimes need with those kind of kinds of games, or at least yeah, I yeah. do. And then I was trying to keep you entertained this time as well. And I noticed that you were like shuffling and fidgeting in the background. <laughs> you were making weird um, um, bass noises. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Um, but you know, that stressed me out a tiny bit as well. Sorry. And I think that's why it was, yeah. I mean, I told you at some point that we, you were very loud. Yeah. Yeah. You said that. I'm I don't sorry. know what that was. <laughs> I was just you like rocking in my chair noises. and, you know, <laughs> tapping on my desk. I don't know. Like I said, it was, I was trying to, you know, be there. Yeah. But it, it just wasn't my kind of game. I'm sorry. Yeah, wasn't your cup of tea. But the story was pretty nice. The story was cool. Yeah, like at the yeah. end, I actually found myself being really interested in how the story went. Yes. Oh, and a couple more things about the game. Um, at the beginning, don't be fooled. The music you hear in the main menu is not the music you will hear during the game. You won't hear any music during the game. You won't hear any voices either. I had to do the voices. And mm -hmm. also, well, sometimes there are a couple of you interacted with stuff, noises and footsteps and stuff. But mm. yeah, pretty little. Yeah, there was uh, like, I wouldn't have, if you had asked me, was there in-game sound, like in-game music, I wouldn't have known what to answer because like i wasn't really sure but was there really no music in the i don't game? think so if there was then i didn't notice when it started but i did notice at some point that it was at some point, not there at some points there was music though there was like very eerie music because this game is very spoopy because of the what is going on aspect of it yes this game actually has different endings yeah right so when you are when you are talking with the psychologist you have the option of like you can choose between three options and depending on what option you choose to tell the psychiatrist different things happen in the story yes so that was kind of cool i like it when games have different endings i love yes um, well, I love playing the game once and then reading about the different endings. I'm kind of, you know, if I've played it once, I, I, I just I want to know the other endings for completion's sake. And I'm not the kind of person who likes to replay the games. But if you are someone who likes to do that, this game's kind of perfect because, you know, it's short. Yes. And 
it has that. So, you know, go nuts. Yes. Go stupid. Go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. I think we summed that up pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Yeah. Which so, one was your favorite? That was What Never Was? Yes, right. What Never Was. Then I would say the second one is Marie's Room. Uh-huh. Then... Um, Tukoni. Then Tukoni. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. And like at the last spot, Session 7. Because... Okay. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, but that's completely fine. It's not yeah. everyone's cup of tea, and I completely accept that. Like, I wouldn't say it's a bad game at all. It's just not for me. Yeah, exactly. And maybe yeah. some people can play it better than I can, like, more interestingly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe um, if you out there, your listeners, um, would like to see some gameplay, maybe, maybe pick someone seems interesting to you on youtube or something well what was your favorite game my favorite game was what never was mm -hmm. then uh, second place is marie's room and session seven they're so okay. completely different we had four completely different types of games yeah I really like that too. So the art yeah. styles were different, the um, gameplay styles were different. Absolutely. And the amount of story that's represented in these games was also very different. Yeah. Which I liked, yeah. I yes. think it would have been. I don't think Tukoni would have benefited uh, from a rich backstory. I think it was perfect as it was. But for Marie's Room, the story was what made it interesting for me. Yes. Like the way the characters talked and the way their stories like intertwined, you know, that was what's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I liked that. Yeah, and me as a player, I liked the gameplay in Tukoni is pretty cute. The only thing is that there's layers of walking at the beginning. You click somewhere and then you, you take like a path to the right. Then you click somewhere else and he walks back and then in the other direction. That's pretty weird, those layers, because you cannot really distinguish them from, from the rest of the mm -hmm. screen. Yeah, because it looks very flat. The whole game is very flat. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of three-dimensionality in it. Yeah, I mean, kind of. You can see stuff that's in the foreground and stuff. It's pretty. It's, it's nicely shaded and everything, but it's 2D. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Marie's room... Marie's room, the gameplay. It was very cool. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't like a lot of gameplay, if we're honest. You just kind of clicked. Yeah, but I had to things. find stuff. I had to search for stuff, open That's stuff, true. remember what I had already clicked, um, try and click more and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Click different. What never, yes. What never <laughs> was from the gameplay view, it was straightforward um not linear but still linear enough like you you had to yeah. you had to get some stuff done and once you had that done you had the knowledge and the power and the items to get further in the story the power I yes <laughs> thank you thank you Yes, and in what never was, you could also click on stuff multiple <laughs> times and she yeah, would yeah, say yeah. different things. And session seven, gameplay point of view, like I already said, it was difficult to stream and play for a friend. Maybe play that 
privately so that you can freak out and punch <laughs> things without anyone getting concerned for you. <laughs> you know how it is, my dear 2D yeah. adventure game classics, friends. Yeah, I read that for the fourth time now. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. But yeah, session seven, you know how it is. Oh, and gameplay. Yes, I completely forgot that. It was actually like the old adventure games. You had the lower half of the screen, you had the, the inventory at the right, and on the left you had the commands. Let me read that pretty quick. It's give, pick mm -hmm. up, use, open, look, push, close, talk to pull. And, you know, and then you had to click use and click your items and then use it with something mm -hmm. on the screen. And I love that. Yeah. Some adventure games do that. Some point and click adventure games do that. Some don't. Uh, I don't know what was the case years ago with different adventure games because I only ever played Ron Gilbert once. But and and at one point out of order, which is also free I think. We mm -hmm. should play that at some point. It was annoying as heck. Um <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the game was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. So yeah. Four games. All free. You should play them all or at least watch them. Yes. Um, being played by someone else. I wasn't too sure about talking about video games because, you know, they're very visual things. And I wasn't sure if it was uh, fitting for a podcast episode, but I think it went really well. Like, we yeah. had enough to talk about. That was, yeah. No, I thought it worked really well and we can uh, we can do it again. And we could do yes. this again. I'd like it. Like, if we it found another nice. game, like you said, maybe a longer game, and yes. then we played it and only talk about that game in a little bit more detail. Um, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. I like Mist, but I don't know yet if that's yeah, material. maybe maybe we're gonna play another game or, you know, just review a game. That could be interesting too. Yes. Cool. These were game introductions and us as gamers talking about how we liked certain games that are free and artistically pleasing to us. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will hear you next time, I guess. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay, we did it. I like this. I said some smart stuff.